Peter Marshall, who was once a chaplain in the U.S. Senate, told this story of a Swiss village high up in the Alps. And it was a small, quaint village. And in the middle of the village, there was a beautiful lake. And the, the heart of the community was revolved around that lake. And what the people in the town loved to do was they loved to come and they loved to the boat on the lake, and they loved to picnic around the lake, and fish in the lake, the brave ones swam in the lake, you know, the swans in the lake, you get the picture, it's just a beautiful lake in the middle of this Swiss village high up in the Alps. And the lake was fed by streams uh, from the headwaters that were on the mountaintops from the snow melt, and they, they came down into the lake, and so the streams fed into that lake, uh, and uh, just, you know, that flow of those streams kept that lake beautiful. Town council realized that, and so what they did was they hired a gentleman who lived high up in the hills to make sure that the streams always flowed in an unimpeded way. And he was called the keeper of the stream. And so what his job was, was to travel up in the hills and to, you know, to take away all the leaves that would fall in the stream or any dead branches that were in the stream or any buildup of silt or anything that would impede the flow. He was supposed to get rid of that so that the stream could always flow into the lake and so that the lake could always be beautiful for the people in the town. And so this went on. The, the, the keeper of the stream did his job year after year and the, the town council went with this year after year. And, and as the years went by, what happened is there came a council that didn't remember you know, what the keeper of the stream, what the job was really all about or, or how it really got started. And so what happened in this particular town council is there was a meeting where they were reviewing the budget as town councils are wont to do. And as they reviewed the budget, they came to this line item, it said, keeper of the stream. They said, what, what is the keeper of the stream? I mean, what is that? Does anybody know what that is? Well, I'm not sure what it is. Oh, I don't know what it is. I, you know, and is, has anybody ever seen the keeper of the stream? Well... No, uh, he lives up in the hills someplace. We, we know that. Well, does anybody know what he, what he does? No, we don't know what he does. Oh, okay, uh, we don't really know who it is, and we don't ever see what he does, and we're not really sure what good it does, so let's just cut that out of the budget. So they cut the keeper of the stream out of the budget. And everything went all right for, uh, for a couple of months, actually. Everything went along okay. And then one day people began to notice that there was a yellow tinge to the water that was flowing down in the stream. And they, they just took note of that and, you know, that was just how it was. And so they looked at that and as the days went by, the yellow just turned darker and darker until it became kind of brown. And they noticed that. And they noticed that the flow of the water wasn't quite as strong as it used to be. It just was trickling down, trickling, trickling away. And since the flow of the water wasn't as strong into the lake or out of the lake, what began to happen is their pools began to form in, in pockets of the lake. And as the pools formed there, there began to be a film over the top of those pools. And as the film formed on the top of the pools, then that film began to smell. You know, been around the lake that kind of, you know, you see the film, you see the, you smell the smell. And, and as that began to go by, you know, well, people stopped coming to picnic by the lake. And people stopped rowing their boats in the lake. And they stopped uh, fishing in the lake. And then, the, you know, the lake just, you know, everybody just kind of went away. The town council had a meeting. 
And when they had the meeting, they said, you know, we have made a terrible mistake. We have made a terrible mistake because we realize now how important it was to have a keeper of the stream. We realized how important it was to have a keeper of the stream, and so they hired the keeper of the stream back, and it was a happy ending. You know, he went up and started uh, clearing away the debris and taking away the leaves and the silt, and as he, as he cleared and as he cleaned, well, the stream came down and it cleansed the lake, and every, you know, kind of life returned back to good. Life returned back to normal. But what they realized, as I said, how important it was to have a keeper of the stream. The writer of Proverbs says this, keep your heart with all vigilance. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the streams of life. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the streams of life. You, you see, friends, what happens in our faith is in our faith we believe that there is a flow of grace and mercy that comes to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we celebrate that in baptism. When we baptize, you know, there'll be infants, youth, children, youth, adults, the water. In that flow of the water, that is a one-time act that speaks for an eternal act of God. A one-time act for an every-time act of life where, where the grace of God continually flows over our lives in Jesus Christ. And what we do in our faith as those who follow Jesus is we seek to kind of become aware of that flow and grow in that flow and integrate it into our lives and, and let ourselves be built up in that so that flow continues to, to move in and through us. We live into our baptisms. We minister out of our baptisms. And we don't want that flow to be impeded and we don't want that flow to be polluted. And so the writer of Proverbs comes along with this wisdom. He comes along in those beginning verses that, uh, were, that Erica read, and he says, My children, he says, listen up. And he, he, he kind of calls our attention about three or four ways, and this is just kind of my paraphrase of those opening verses. He says to us, listen up, pay attention. Don't let this slip by you. Take it to heart. He's calling us to attention, and what he's calling us to, he says, he's calling us in to keep your heart, to keep your heart with all vigilance. We don't want anything to impede it. We don't want anything to pollute it. And what could impede it and what could pollute it? And then he goes into what that could be as we look at the verses that follow verse 23. He says what that might be is what we listen to. He says keep crooked tongues and devious speech out of your lives. It might be what we look at. He says, keep your gaze ahead of you and look directly forward. It might be the path that our lives take out of what we look at and out of what we listen to and the behavior that flows out of that. And so he says, keep your path straight. What he's calling us to do is to think, to think about what we listen to, to think about what we look at, 
to think about how that flows into the lifestyle that we live and that we lead. One way that this particular verse 23 is translated, because there are, there are um, nuances in the Hebrew, is that you can translate it, keep your heart. You can also translate it, guard your mind. Guard your mind. And in a way, I like that translation a little bit more because it has a little bit more edge to it. It has a little bit more cautionary impact to it. Guard your mind. You know, we all have listened to uh, radio broadcast or seen television broadcasts, uh, not so much in the movies, but you'll, you'll be listening along or watching along, and all of a sudden, there'll be this uh, note comes up, this caption comes up, viewer discretion advised, listener discretion advised. Now, if you've seen that or heard that, I want to tell you, friends, listener discretion is always advised. <laughs> viewer discretion is always advised. Guard your heart, for from your heart flows the springs of life. You know, during this Lenten uh, season when we've been involved in essentials, you've been kind enough to let me come and kind of rummage around in your cupboard and look at kind of what's going on, you know, with the, the foodstuffs in your pantry. You've been nice enough to let me in your closet. That's kind of a really kind of a funky thought, you know, and, and kind of look at the fashion in your life, what, what, what images uh, happen in terms of the clothes we wear and what can we can, how we can minister out of that. Today I might want to even get a little bit more personal, believe it or not. I want to talk about your clicker. Your clicker. From your closet, your cupboard, your closet, your clicker. You know what your clicker is? It's the mouse for your computer screen. It's the remote for your television. It's the touchpad on your phone. It's what you click for content. It's what you click for content. That's your clicker. I tell you, if we have any controversy in my marriage, it's who controls the clicker. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but you know, I want to control the clicker. Julia, that's, I don't know, that's an aside. But, you know, it's about controlling the clicker. Because when you control the clicker, you control the content. And when we begin to look at this verse today, you can think about it as be a keeper of the stream. And the way you become a keeper of the stream is you be a keeper of the screen. You be a keeper of the screen. Because we live in a culture where you and I have to be very conscious of content. Very conscious of content. The pornography industry is a two to four billion dollar industry. And what that means is that it's powerful and that it's pervasive. And what can happen to any of us, whether it be on the TV screen, whether it be on the computer screen, whether it be on your phone screen, stuff can pop up. And we know that happens. And we know how pervasive that is. And we know that we have to be keepers of the screen. We have to be keepers of the screen in terms of sexual content. We have to be keepers of the screen in terms of violent content. I tell you that the, the, the intensity of violence in media, for me, it just ratcheted up unbelievably in the last 20 years. And we see, you know, I, I look at, you know, you know, the shootings that we see are, are horrible. And, there, and there's many reasons for what happens in that. 
Many reasons. But I, I'm going to tell you, I, I just can't help but think that there are, also, there are individuals who sit in front of screens for hour after hour and day after day and month after month and year after year. And when behavior flows out of that, we're surprised. I'm thinking, man, you've got to be a keeper of the screen. You have to know the, the impact of the images on our lives. And that's not pointing fingers at somebody else. That's really kind of beginning to think about what impact do those same images that we see have on our lives. There's violence. There's sexuality. So much of the images that we see on the screens of our lives are, are divisive. And I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll watch things on the screen, and boy, you know, there's this polarization and there's this division, this is pulling apart. And, and, you know, people kind of, as they talk about other people in other positions, they kind of um, talk about it in ways that are simplistic and not nuanced. And, and it just divides people. And it's not to say don't listen to the media, but it's to say be conscious of the content. Think. Think about what we listen to. Think about what we look at. And for children, if you have children at home, let me say an additional word, or grandchildren at home. Because what happens sometimes is we got the screens out front and we watch it as adults. And kids or grandkids are in that same room and they watch it as kids. And not all the content, you and I know this, not all the content that an adult can assimilate, a kid that is six can assimilate, or seven or eight, or nine. We have to be keepers of the stream, keepers of the screen. In terms of content, and in terms of quantity. Because as we look at the role that screens play in our lives, sometimes we want to make sure that there's always balance that there's a balance between screen time and face time, and screen time and face, by face time, I mean face-to-face -face time. I mean people time. There is a difference between virtual reality and real reality. There is a difference between having a friend on Facebook, and I'm all for having friends on Facebook, but there's a difference between having a friend on Facebook and having a friend that you can call in the middle of the night who will come over and lend you 50 bucks. You know? There's a difference. And we need to know the difference. And we need to know that when you get into this balance in life, if we find ourselves kind of out of balance and out of kilter, that the most powerful way that you can exercise the clicker is the off button. The way to address that balance is when you think you're out of balance, hit off. And then hit on for your friends, for your family, for your God. Hit the on button. See what happens is we are called to be keepers of the stream. In Psalms, Psalm 1 goes like this. Blessed is the person who walks not in the way of the wicked, nor stands with the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but blessed is the person whose delight is in the law of the Lord. 
is in the ways of God, is in the love of God, the grace of God. Blessed is that person. They meditate on those ways. They think about those ways day and night. And then the psalmist says, they are like trees. They are like trees that are planted by streams of living water that yield their fruit in their season. And all they do, they prosper. And their leaves do not wither. We're called to be keepers of the stream and the blessing that that brings. The Apostle Paul puts it this way. Finally, brethren, and I'm going to wrap it up, and sisterin, <laughs> beloved, finally, and lastly, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Because you and I, we are keepers of the stream. We are keepers of the stream. Name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for the responsibility, for the flow of truth of your word. For you give us freedom. And you give us control of what we choose. And so we ask that your spirit would guide us as we be people who faithfully follow you. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.